This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast that's all things business across the state of Florida. And as you know, we are coming to you from the Florida Makes Make More Manufacturing Summit here in Lake Nona at the incredible Guidewell Innovation Center. All kinds of talk here at Florida Makes uh, Make More Manufacturing Summit about workforce, a talent pipeline. That's really kind of the focus of the uh, two-day gathering here. And uh, we've got with us uh, one of those uh, innovative uh, organizations that can, can assist and help uh, manufacturers throughout the state of Florida in uh, filling that talent pipeline and uh, and filling that employment gap. We've got with us now Mr. Wes Wood, who is with a very innovative company called Variable. Uh, Wes, welcome to Small Biz Florida. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Um, you serve as the workforce uh, partnerships lead for a very innovative company called Variable. I, I can't wait to talk to you about what you guys do. Uh, we've had some conversations um, Prior, uh, very impressed with uh, with with the technology and, and what your company can do in, in helping uh, local manufacturers uh, find find employees and team members. So, but as we always do, kind of let's start with a little bit of your background, your pathway to variable. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm originally from uh, the very southern tip of Indiana. Um, Grew up there, got an undergrad in finance, then went and joined the Army. Did that for five years. Uh, after that, came back to Indiana for grad school, and I ended up spending about seven years in the workforce development space uh, in the state of Indiana, working on the public-private partnership side of things, uh, specifically focused on manufacturing and logistics. You know, uh, The organization I worked for was created back in the early 2000s when they saw this, this demographic shift taking shape, and they saw that we were going to have this talent crunch. And so they were created to kind of get ahead of the curve and try and address those issues. So I spent a lot of time working on the K through 12 space, uh, you know, teaching high school kids, uh, you know, about uh, lean concepts, Six Sigma, wow. you know, manufacturing, all of that. We did internships, you know, all sort of uh, all sorts of creative. I mean, that's endeavors. innovative all in itself. I mean, oh, yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a big learning experience. And then, um, and then from that, you know, I ended up. Uh, founding and launching an initiative to attract, you know, on the talent attraction side. And how do we get more people to come to Indiana, work in the manufacturing space? And so uh, we specifically specifically focused on the military population, the transitioning uh, service member population. So I launched that initiative that spun out to its own 501c3 and ran that for about four years. Um, and then at the end of that, I ended up having a conversation with the regional vice president for uh, at Variable, um, out of their Indianapolis, you know, Midwest headquarters. Um, he kind of explained the concept, which I can kind of get into in here in a second. But as he's explaining it in the back of my head, I'm thinking, you know, great. There's a lot of content. There's a lot of great ideas. There's a right. lot of great apps, you know, none of them work. Not really. Um, <laughs> and so the whole time he's explaining it, I was thinking, you know, uh, all right. So he wants me to get all these veterans that I'm working with to go sign up for his app, to go work at these companies that he sold on this concept. And so at the end of it, at the end of the conversation, I was like, yeah, I could see some use cases for veterans. And he stopped me and he was like, I don't, I don't need any of your veterans to sign up for this. 
He said, we've got more than enough people. People is not the issue with our platform. There's more than enough people that want to work in manufacturing and logistics. The issue is trying to get employers to try something new. That's our, our yeah. largest pain point. And so that got my attention. You know, that, that ultimately is what got me interested in variable. And six months later, I, I accepted uh, this position with them. Nice. And I, I do want to say too, Wes, I did not realize you were in the army. So thank you for your service, sir. Yeah, appreciate appreciate that. Um, listen, I love it. From the moment I heard about variable, I thought, wait a minute. And, and you know, and I think, I, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that, uh, that uh, the founder said something about our greatest pain point is getting people to try something new. Boy, if that isn't the truth. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, so we don't have any conversations uh, uh, with any manufacturers or really, you know, any industry sector, but where the conversation doesn't eventually lead to, I can't find good people. So I think, uh, I think to your point, it, it, it is time for these folks to try something new. You know, even if they're a little leery of the technology or, you know, leery of the the process, we're going to have to do something different. And of course, you've been here for two days at the the conference. And I mean, the the message I think we keep hearing over and over is the way we hired and the way we engaged employees, uh, you know, in the past is not going to work today. Yep. Is that is that fair? Is that, are you hearing that too out there in, in the, on the floor? Hundred percent. It's absolutely evolving. Um, the workforce is evolving, and, and employers, I mean, they're going to be forced to to change and right. adapt. Otherwise, you know, adapt or die. Right? All right. So let's hear it. Uh, explain to us the variable concept because I, I love it. Sure. So uh, just to start from the top, so we're a tech company. So we're uh, we're a tech company that provides an on-demand labor marketplace, and what that looks like in real life is uh, manufacturing logistics companies. They create accounts with us and they post out on our platform individual work opportunities. You can think of these as like singular shifts. Like in two days, I need 10 forklift drivers or I need um, 10 production associates, something like that. So the company goes on our site, they, they put a short work description, uh, start and end time for the shift, and they put um, how much they want to pay for that shift. You know, let's say they want to pay $150 for that shift of work. When they publish that on our platform, that's going to go out to the cell phones of everybody that's downloaded our app within a 100-mile radius. So those people that have downloaded our app, they've submitted to a background check. Um, they've identified what skills they have. Uh, once they pass all of that, they're going to get that notification, hey, these companies have shifts posted within the next few days, and they can look at the parameters, check their schedule, and they can bid on those work opportunities. So if you're offering $150 for a shift, uh, that worker can, can bid 150 most do, but you could bid higher, you could bid lower, it's completely in your hands. At the, end of the, at the end of the day, what that gives the employers is a list of everybody that bid, what they bid, and then you can see their background. You can see what skills they have, you can see where they've completed these work opportunities in the past. At the end of, end of every work opportunity or op, as we call them, you get rated by your supervisor on a zero to five star scale, just like you would rate your Uber driver or something like that. That accumulates into a score that tracks with you on the platform. So that company can see, okay, this guy's five stars, this guy's four stars. And you pick and choose, you know, who you want to come in and fulfill that work. So for the worker, what this provides is flexibility. You know, we've got 31% on our last numbers, 31% of our operators, our workers, use us as a primary source of income. So they're using us to piece together a full-time schedule between multiple companies, you know, so they get variety, they get flexibility. If they don't want to work next Monday, they just don't bid on a shift next Monday. They don't have to ask off or anything like that. The other 69% of our operators use us as a secondary source of income. So they've got extra work capacity in their work week, hours they would like to work, but their full-time employer is not offering um, you know, that, amount of, that amount of work, so they use us to pick up an extra shift here or there. Um, 
What it offers companies is the ability to flex their headcount, their labor capacity to precisely meet the amount that they need to uh, you know, fulfill their orders on time, right? So there's, there's macro trends, you know, they might be busier this year than they are next year. There's right. seasonality uh, that they might want to account for, but if they really looked at it, which most of them haven't, uh, they also have fluctuations on a week, you know, day-to-day basis. Maybe they're, they actually need 10 people on Monday and eight people on Tuesday and 15 people on Wednesday. Instead, right now under the traditional model, they're just trying to hire, you know, 15 full-time employees to make sure they've got right capacity for those peaks. So we're able to save companies a lot of money um, by using this platform. Uh, there's a company that, that I was just looking at last week uh, up in Michigan that's been using us since March. They've saved over $700,000 in reduced overtime since March. Wow. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, they launched a brand new market, uh, you know, grew it from scratch. And, you know, a few weeks ago, they brought in over 1,000 people in one week through our platform. So there's a, there's a lot of people that want to work in this, this kind of new way. Wow. And I guess... Um it really is a regional app. So, again, I have to break it down to my Treasure yep. Coast. Yep. Obviously, nobody's going to travel from Indiana to Fort Pierce <laughs> for a shift. So, you're really what you're really developing is, this, is a, regional, uh, a regional pool. Yep. So, Treasure Coast, Space Coast. I mean, you pick your region. And then um, folks would start to the, – the employee side that would sign up would obviously work within that region. They'd be looking for those opportunities. Employers would be uh, dipping into the, a pool of candidates that also resided in their region. So, so it's, it's, a, it's a regional uh, – you know, there's no expectation that people are going to travel uh, long distances for these jobs. So, so it, it really – becomes a nice way to manage the, the, the staff on a daily basis because you're really drawn from that local pool. 100%. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I just used that Michigan example because it was right. one I just looked at. But no, we're in, we're in 20 different states. We've got right. three offices in three different cities managing the entire state of Florida. We've had over 70,000 people just in the state of Florida download our app on the worker side. Um, so there's plenty of people right here in Florida, but you're right. So w- when a company first signs up on our platform, um, and they post out, let's say they ask for, they want 10 people on that first stop. Those first 10 people are going to be people they've never met before, right? You can view their backgrounds. You can see the reliability rating, their, you know, their, uh, the score that they've been rated on previous ops, but they're going to be 10 people you've never met. After that first day, you're going to know which ones you like. And as a company, you're going to siphon them off into this thing on our platform that we call your labor pool. And that becomes kind of your company-specific favorites list that we work with companies to develop over the first four to six weeks that are on our platform. So now you've got this this reserve strength of talent that, you you know, now you don't have to dip into the general population. Now you've got people you know, people that have been trained that you're just, you're dipping into on an as-needed basis. And they're using that to, to retain that flexibility. Nice. What, what is the business model? Who, who pays for this? Is it the employee or employer? Yeah. Yeah. So the way the money works, um, we are a, com- a completely incremental cost structure. So the worker pays us nothing. Um, you know, I mentioned that the company sets the amount that they want to pay for that shift. So they're choosing to bring that person in at a certain dollar rate. Uh, we're going to pay that worker the next day, whatever that agreed upon amount is. So we're going to front that money. At the end of the week, we tally up everything that that business used on our platform, all the work that was actually performed, actually paid out. We tally that all up. We invoice the company on a weekly basis plus 30%. So that 30% is the only money we make. There's no okay. sign-up fees. There's no subscription, minimum use clause. You don't have to buy somebody out if you want to hire them full-time or anything like that. Right. Um, if you use zero people this week, you spend zero dollars. Right. right now. 
and there's no there's no obligation for the employer to the employee versus the shifts that they've advertised for. So if they were to get someone that, that they weren't happy with, well, then it's just easy. There's just not another shift offered, correct? Yep. I mean, yep. They're all 1099 contractors, two variables. So technically they're not employees, they're contractors. Right. Um, and they're contracted usually one day at a time. So that commitment's one day, both directions. So okay. from the worker side, you know, if it's a bad experience at that right. company, they're just not going to bid at that company anymore. Right. From the company side, you know, there's no commitment to bring that person back. Right. You can you can check a box and you'll never see them again. And you've you've pointed this out, but I think it's worth again just reiterating. But so here's a, in the case of manufacturing, let's say you get a big order. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a big run of, of a certain product, and and so you you this would be an easy way to to build staff. Uh, to, to uh, you know, finish the job, finish the product, and then once it's over, you can go back to, to a normal level of staff. Yeah, it's especially impactful for small businesses, right? Because as a small business, you might get a, a contract that's going to keep you, keep you hopping for two weeks or maybe two months, something like that. So you have to, if you're going to bid on that contract, um, you have to make the decision. Am I going to hire full-time staff and right. hope that there's a next contract? Right. Uh, so some, a lot of times you might turn away. You might not even right. bid on projects because you, you don't, don't. you're not ready to make that jump. Right. We give companies the capacity, that flexible capacity, to ramp up with zero risk. Wow. You know, they can ramp right back down at the end of that contract. Or if they get the next one, maybe they can think about hiring full-time staff. Right. But um, yeah. Well, and this is also a way too, I guess, um, so you so you engage these uh, these contractors, uh, you know, multiple times. All of a sudden, you uh, you build a relationship with one. You do have some full time work. Then it's an opportunity to convert that person to full time. Is that fair too? Is that there's no restrictions on it whatsoever. Like I said, there's no buyout or anything. What I would say, what we've seen this happen, not a not a ton though, because again, sixty nine percent of our operators. They've right. got a full-time job already. Right. They're not necessarily looking. Um, right. And those ones, those other 31%, a lot of them use us for the flexibility. They, right. That's, that's, that's what integral. they want. You know, 52% right. of our operators are female. If you look at the rest of the manufacturing sector, it's like 28%. So they're coming to us for a reason. If they wanted a full-time job, right. they, they could probably already probably get find it. one. That being said, there's no restrictions. Yeah. You know, if you want to make that offer, by all means. Yep, good, good, good point. Uh, and, and, of course, it sounds like... Uh, your platform's working exactly how it's supposed to work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're not losing people to full-time positions because that's really what they didn't want it in the first place. Right. right. What we do see sometimes, again, it's, I can't give you an exact number, but every once in a while what we see is these really strong operators that are really high performers, they'll get brought in at like a management level to these companies. Right. The compensation, they'll, they'll see enough out of that person that they'll bring right. them in at a high enough pay rate to make yeah. it worth them going with the structure of a traditional full-time yeah, job. makes sense. Uh, I, you know, from the moment you and I first met and we talked about this product, I, I just, uh, or this service, I guess, um, tool, um, I, I've been impressed. I, now, again, let's, uh, let's go into the real world just for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, old school uh, operator, owner, uh, what's the pushback? What, what, when, when you make the sales pitch, what do they say? Uh, yeah, so try uh, to think of some of the normal yeah, ones. So the, yeah, let's try know, to let's try to head these off first. Uh, <laughs> what, what do you hear? Yeah, no, I appreciate it. So, common thing that we hear is, you know, our process is too complex. 
You know, you can't just walk in here and, and do this job. Right. You know, and, you, and so, you know, I mentioned the fact that, you know, you're building out this labor pool that, that's trained, that's, that you're, you're going to be able to reliably bring in to do these complex tasks. But another, another application of this is kind of the assistant model. So if you think of like a dentist, right? You've got this highly skilled person. It's worth a lot of money. They've done a lot of training. Um, you bring in assistants, you know, to maximize that highly skilled person's time. You know, if you actually did a time study of your highly skilled welder in your facility or your CNC operator, if you did a time study, how much of their time is actually spent doing that skilled task versus prepping the material, take, you know, material right. handling, moving the stuff around. You could supplement that person with one or two people at your peak times, at your right. peak production times, and get more productivity out of yeah, your skilled personnel. Wow. Um, another pushback we get... Um, Oh, let me see. You know, sometimes, well, that's, a, that's all right. I just, yeah. I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm just curious as to why someone would say, I don't want to try this, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and I think, I think, I think that's a good, and I, I'm, what about the technology side mm. of this? I mean, is that, is the app difficult, you know, difficult to maneuver in and, you know, how do you pick these people and, you know, do you hear some of that? Like, you know, yeah, it's, it's extremely simple. We actually don't get that much pushback once people actually see the app. There's a ton of utility to it if you want there to be. You can get in there and you can analyze data and you can go and pick the right, you can get really into the weeds. Right. Mo a lot of companies start out that way. They want to be very hands-on. And then right. once they figure it out, it's really easy to create a template for a type of position in your facility right. at a pay rate. And then that operations manager at the beginning of the week or whenever it is when they see their demand forecast, they just say, okay, this template, two people on Monday, one person on Tuesday, publish. Right. And that's it. And then our system, if you want it to, will autofill the best candidate out of your labor pool. Wow. So you're getting the exact right. And I like the whole uh, concept. I hadn't really heard that before, but I like that concept of you create kind of your favorites list. Yeah. So, so, so one, one pushback we get, you know, I'm thinking about it, you know, a lot of small manufacturers, especially they'll say, well, you know, we're like family here, right? Like our, our team, you know, we like each other. We don't want random people coming in here. Right. But I'll tell you, especially with small manufacturers, you're not building out a huge labor pool. You know, if you might, you might need to scale up one or two people. A right. Day. So you're building out a labor pool of like, you know, six people. It's right. not that much. You're going to know all six people's names. You're going to know their right. backstories. You're going you're gonna to see these people frequently. You're just not going to see them every day. It's going right. to be two days a week, something like that. So as I do often uh, when I talk to folks like you, I, I always ask myself, why wouldn't someone try this? Why wouldn't you just try <laughs> it? Uh, how does one find variable and, uh, and take a look at this and maybe try it? Yeah, so you can check out our website. So it's uh, variableops.com. So it's spelled very able, B-E-R-Y-A-B-L-E-O-P-S ops, dot com. Um, you can reach out to me directly if you've got questions. It's wwood at variableops.com. Um, yeah, no, we see, you know, the, the biggest the biggest pain point is one, just getting people to try it. Right. And two is to get them to give it that full, like four to six weeks to build out their labor pool. Once we get a company through that, we see very, very low turnover on the company right. side. And there's, like you say, there's, there's no upfront cost. There's nothing, no. there's no cost to set up a profile in, in variable. And there's, yeah. there's no cost to, to try it once and put out a job description and see who bids the job. I mean, there's no cost for any of that. No. So, yeah, yeah, we've had over 700,000 workers download our app. Wow. If you don't believe us that anyone's going to show up or bid, <laughs> you can post out an op, Good. and if no one shows up, you're at $0. Right. You know? 
Se- <laughs> I mean, you've had 700,000 mm-hmm. on the contractor side yep. sign up. Yeah. How many of those are in Florida? Is that, do you know uh, that? It's a little over, it's, it's like 71,000 are in Florida. Wow. Yeah. So there's a good chance some folks in every region in Florida have signed up for your app. Right. And even if you're in, area, in an area that we haven't operated heavily in, so like I mentioned that Michigan uh, facility, right? When they launched, we had no operators in that area. It was a brand new part of Michigan. It wasn't near Detroit and we had zero operators, but they had used us in another city in Kansas City, and so they knew it worked. And so the first week that they posted, they got zero bids. The second week, they got three. The next week, they got 10. And like I said, two weeks ago, they brought in over 1,000. So, and that's over nine months, you know, they grew that. Wow. So there's, there's a lot of uh, untapped labor capacity within your workforce. It's just, right. it's just hiding in the cracks. Wow. Uh, Wes, I'm, uh, I'm glad we met. Uh, I can't even remember how we met now, but uh, I'm glad we did. Uh, we're going to continue to promote uh, Variable along the Treasure Coast in our region because I think, I think it is a, uh, it's a viable um, option to potentially solve employment issues. And I, I think if, if you're not willing to try a little something new, then uh, you know, we, we just can't keep complaining about the same problem. And I think, again... Um, Jerry Hefner, who spoke here at, at, the, at the summit, clearly, I think it's right. What worked before is not working now. We're going to have to try something different. Yeah, and we do have, we've got more than 32 different cities. We've got offices and teams in 32 different cities across those states. And here in Florida, we've got a team in Miami, Tampa, and Jacksonville. So, you know, we do that for a reason. We want to come out to your facility. We want to we walk it with you. We want to be able to, you know, talk through these. Well, that's a good point. So, so if I wanted to use this along the treasure coast or, you know, up in Mm -hmm. Orlando or something, you have team members that would literally come to my location and help me, uh, work the technology. hundred percent. Yep. We'll train you. We'll walk your floor, tell you where good applications are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wes, good stuff, man. Good stuff. I appreciate it. Again, thank you for your service in the Army. We appreciate that. Thank you for your work with Variable. Thank you for supporting the Florida Makes Make More Manufacturing Summit. Absolutely. I appreciate the invitation, Tom. Yep. Um, And uh, again, good stuff here from Florida Makes uh, Make More Manufacturing Summit coming to you from Lake Nona at at the incredible Guidewell Innovation Center. Uh, Stay tuned. There's more to come. This is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida, created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College, named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.